Well, I wonder if um, you've finished your Christmas shopping. I, I hope so. You've got a few days still. I, I came across some unbelievably bad ideas for presents, okay, this Christmas uh, I, on the internet. The, the world's greatest mullets wall calendar for 2022. I mean, who would want one of those? Uh, I, I, uh, you can buy, apparently, sweat-absorbing armpit pads and a face mask for sagging skin and double chin. I came across those. I, you know, they probably have some use, actually, those things, but uh, they you know, just don't give them as presents to somebody else. Uh, that may be a bad idea. I'm hopeless at giving presents. Uh, Debbie will tell you that. Uh, uh, Christmas always seems to be a bit of a rush, and, and this whole Christmas season, I don't seem to have any time, and, and I'm just making excuses. Anyway, De Debbie likes to get things that she likes, so she tends to get things for herself and then puts them in a cupboard, and then I wrap them up. You know, sometime between... <laughs> Sometime between Christmas, Chris Dingle service and the midnight community, communion, I sort of wrap up the presents and then get them under the tree and, and then she gets what she wants, which is lovely. And sometimes, just occasionally, I sort of try and do a little surprise, so there's something a bit different. But uh, one year, she, um, I, I was in a river rush, wrapped all the presents up, put them under the tree. Christmas Day, she's unwrapping them all. Oh, yeah, I got this, I got this. Yeah. And, and then there was another one. She thought, fantastic, I've got a surprise present. He's got me a surprise present. So she unwrapped it with this great anticipation. You won't believe it. It was, it was an old pair of my jeans that I'd found in the bottom of the cupboard and I wrapped up for her. I mean, yeah, no, it's true. Shame. I mean, it's shame, isn't it? That is shameful. Pray for Debbie. Uh, and for me, maybe. And if you've got a husband who's good at buying presents, tell him to have a word with me. Uh, you know, unbelievably bad, but, but true. Debbie, on the other hand, is, is brilliant at buying presents. Yeah, she's on the internet all the time, in the shops all the time, buying these specific presents for people. It's lovely. I get good presents. Usually it's a sort of jumper or some music or a book or some, a good combination of... One year, like a few years ago now, uh, I, I got home from church on, on Christmas morning and uh, there was a bit of excitement in the house. The kids were still small. And they put on a blindfold. I was blindfolded. I was led into the, into the garage. I was unblindfolded. And there was a, a motorbike. Yes, can you believe it? A Honda CB500 with ribbons on. A motorbike from my wife. I thought I was going to get a jumper. I got a motorbike. I mean, my, my mother was not that happy. <laughs> my wife giving me a death trap for my birth for Christmas. But, but anyway, I'm still alive and she's forgiven me. I haven't got the motorbike anymore, sadly. But, but here we are. I mean, this was incredible, wasn't it? A motorbike for Christmas from your wife. Unbelievable. But it was true. Well, I don't know about you, what your exciting presents have been, but imagine this Christmas, an offer of a, a world where COVID is no more. In fact, where illness is, is, is a thing of the past. Imagine a world where locks on the doors are not needed because there's no crime. Imagine there's no prejudice, discrimination is gone, where us human beings live in perfect peace with one another and with creation and even with ourselves. Can you imagine a world like that? It would be an unbelievably good gift, wouldn't it? But you know, the claim of Christianity is that God is real, that he is at work, and that he has a plan to renew all things. And he wants you to be part of that plan. He wants you to have a peace, Sue described, a purpose and a joy, even in the midst of the, the mess that would shape your life now, and to be involved in his purposes until the day when the mess is gone forever. 
I mean, like a motorbike from the wife, that is unbelievable, isn't it? But it's true. And the Christmas story lies at the very heart of God's plan. It is the world's most famous story, this story. We've been hearing it read again this evening. We've been singing it in these beautiful carols with this wonderful choir. Uh, this was a, an event that was promised hundreds of years beforehand by the Old Testament prophets. We had that first reading. A light would dawn, a child would come, a king whose perfect kingdom would have no end. Promised hundreds of years before. Uh, and then uh, in Bethlehem, uh, angels appear uh, to the shepherds because this, this baby is, is born. And, and wise men come from the east and they, they bring their presence and they worship this baby. These VIPs, this royalty, they, they get down on their knees to worship a, a baby. And all this takes place, not in, a, in the center of the known world in Rome, it takes place in some sort of little backwater area of the Middle East. In some ways, it's a, it all seems so unbelievable. But the world has never been the same since. Down the ages, across the world, lives have been transformed because of this story, because of this child. In the coming days, over two and a half billion people across the world are going to be uh, uh, retelling and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Those whose lives are marked by peace and purpose and joy because of this child who are awaiting the working towards this new creation that God has planned. I wonder what you make of the Christmas story. So familiar, uh, but is it real? Did Jesus really exist? Can you really believe what the, the Gospels say? Is this just a lovely story that makes our hearts warm? Surely you can't believe in a, a virgin birth, can you, in a, in a material, scientific world? Are legitimate questions that you might be asking, you probably are asking. I just want to say I've got a, a little book here. I'd love you to take away if you've not already received one. It's called Is Christmas Unbelievable? It's written by a, a serious, uh, super intelligent woman with a PhD from Cambridge University. It's a serious book for, for people who want to engage the mind, to think seriously about these important questions. It makes the case that not only are these things reasonable and believable, but they are life-transforming when we come to understand and know this charge is. I'd love you to have a copy. Uh, there's lots on the, by the door. Do take one uh, as you leave. You see, at the heart of the Christmas story is a, is a child, is a baby, and, and he's given two standout names. Uh, you, you'll know them familiar, because names in the, in the Bible often have, have meanings. Uh, you know, that's probably less uh, common these days, isn't it? The, the names, they sort of don't have, seem to have much meanings. I was coming across some 2021 favourites. They include Pebbles, Arlen, Finch, and Sion, which may be something to do with the lockdown, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I want to know what's happened to John. Do you know what's happened to John? I mean, for, for years, for generations, John was the most popular name, and now no one's called John. I don't know anyone called John under 30, I don't think. Maybe you want to call occasional Jonathan, but anyway, uh, you can tell me if you know where I am to John. But the baby at this heart of this story it has a name. In fact, lots of names. There are two standout names. Uh, the first is the most familiar. His name is Jesus. Matthew 1:21. We had that read. Angela read that beautifully. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is is the Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua, Yeshua, which uh, means the Lord saves. 
and the angel says he'll save his people from their sins. Sin is one of those sort of words that has become very unpopular in our culture. But it is the Bible's diagnosis of the root of all the problems that we face in the world, the darkness, the sadness, the, the, the brokenness of our worlds, human conflict, climate change and environmental disaster, the destruction of biodiversity, the inequality of vaccine inaccessibilities. Uh, their symptoms and consequences, the Bible will say, of sin. That is of pushing God out of his rightful place in the world and in our lives and living as though he, he doesn't exist. When we go our own way, everything goes wrong. Sin, in a sense, is best understood with a big capital I in the middle. That I want my way. And it separates us from God and it spoils our relationships with one another and with creation and with ourselves. And Christmas is good news because Jesus comes to save us from our sins. Christmas can't be separated from Easter. A wooden manger is exchanged for a wooden cross. Jesus lives a perfect sinless life and then chooses to carry our sin, dying in our place, that we might be forgiven. And peace and purpose and joy are marks of those who come to know Jesus, set free from sin and, and self-centeredness, restored into relationship with God, ready for a new creation. Jesus, that's the, the first name. The second standout name, of course, means that we're never alone, even in the mess. Because that name is Emmanuel. Uh, it's a wonderful name. Uh, again, in Matthew, in that same reading, the virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And they give us the translation, they give us the interpretation. Matthew does that. He says, which means God with us. God with us. A couple of years ago, I, I fell off my bike and uh, had to have some surgery and had to have a few weeks off. Uh, well, this, is my, this is my bicycle rather than my motorbike, okay, just in case. I would have probably killed myself if I'd been on a motorbike, but I was on the bicycle and I just fractured a few things and, and, and uh, had to have some surgery. Anyway, I, I had a few weeks off work on the run up to Christmas. And uh, usually Christmas is that sort of period, is really busy. Uh, for that one, I had, I had seven or eight weeks, and, and, and it was enforced rest. And I used my time very wisely. I, I watched the whole series of Strictly, <laughs> and every single evening, uh, episode of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Every single, I didn't miss one. I even got the app, voted. It was... Uh, this year, I've, said, I've been too busy. I have not even, I've seen one episode of Strictly, and I don't even know who was in the castle. But anyway, these shows are great entertainment, aren't they? They're beautifully edited. They're wonderful. But the point is, I think, for me, at least if I'm a celebrity, is that you're kind of sitting there on the outside looking in. That's the whole thing. You're on the outside. You're on your settee. You're drinking your drinks. You're having all cool, comfortable and lovely, and you're watching these guys who are in, it was in the jungle, actually, at the time, you know, uncomfortable, it's heat, or now in the cold of a castle, and having to eat these most revolting things, and, and do horrible challenges, and uh, uh, all sorts of things. It, you know, you're kind of sitting there, watching them having to get on with people they don't really like, and, and all, that, all the, the pain, and the struggle, and the, and the challenge. And it seems to me that often that's how we think God is like. He's, he's out there somewhere, he's sort of, if he's there at all, he's out there, he's 
created something, he's wound it up, but he's just watching from a distance. He's just on his heavenly sofa uh, in, in comfort, watching uh, from a distance and, and, and making his judgments and, 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 and not intervening. But Christmas is a reminder it's not like that at all. Christmas is a reminder that God has come down. God has left the glory of heaven. He's come down and entered into his own creation in the person of Jesus. As we sung in that first carol, he came down to earth from heaven. Who is God and Lord of all? And so God knows what life is like in, a, in the darkness, in a broken, fallen, messed up world, which is hard and difficult, as we all know in different ways through our own experiences. He's entered into our world, into our frustrations and pain and sorrow, as well as the joys and the pleasures that we have. And he promises his continuing presence with us, with those who trust him in every circumstance of life, as Emmanuel, God with us. So this is the, really the unbelievably good news of Christmas that we're, we're celebrating tonight. Good news that is, is true, rooted in geography and history, in time and place, those events of that first nativity. God coming into the world in the person of Jesus. And now through faith in Jesus, he holds out that gift of life, Life in relationship with, with, with our creator. Life marked by peace, purpose, joy. Life in which he promises to be with us in every dark valley. Life in which he gives us a sure hope of a glorious new creation. Friends, my prayer is that you might receive that gift, you might know that gift uh, for yourself. Uh, even this evening, even this Christmas with the shadow of COVID casting over this Christmas again, that you might know peace and purpose and joy that you can find in Jesus.